Welcome to Today in Space. Supplemental episode for the NASA Social Weekend for June 6th, 2015 in the capital, Washington, D.C., and Laurel, Maryland. How's it going? How y'all doing? Hope you're doing good. Uh, This is the next era for Today in Space. And this is, uh, as you just heard in the intro, supplemental episode. You know, we get into a little more personal stuff. You learn a little bit about my life. I talk about some of the stuff I'm going through because we're all human. And we all need a little bit of extra uh, something, you know, we don't just think about science, you know, it's, it's, it, there's definitely a personal level to this too, so as I trip over my words, um, strange, strange week, um, you know, this weekend was fantastic, if, if you haven't heard, uh, I got to go to Maryland and D.C. for a NASA social trip, and what's NASA social? NASA social is, uh, this program that NASA's worked on, and forgive me if I'm wrong, but don't quote me, but uh, from what I understood, it's a way for people who have social media accounts that have some kind of presence online who talk about space to go to NASA, to these NASA socials. They go to the uh, events NASA puts on. There's launches. There's things like I went to this weekend where you you get to learn about missions like Pluto and New Horizons, and you get to meet people that are involved directly with the mission. You get to ask them questions. You get to see where their work. It was so so exciting. It, it was it was unbelievable, and it was because of people like you who listen to the show, uh, who follow what I do online on Facebook, Today in Space podcast, or on Twitter. Um, you know, all of you who who follow what I do online. The reason I got to go is because of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And what I wanted to do was, you know, give you give you an insight of what this weekend was because without you guys, uh, I wouldn't have been there. So this first episode is gonna be, it's gonna be like, you know, how how w- what I was going through during the weekend. And then in the next episode, we'll go through the stuff we learned about Pluto, uh, just the whole trip in general, the trip to the National Air and Space Museum before, and we'll also get into what um, what New Horizons APL was like, uh, and, and what I learned at the, the actual NASA social event that I went to, because the Air and Space Museum was kind of like an add-on. So, I mean, it was just, it was amazing. I was like, yeah, wh- why not? So, uh, I'll, I'll take you through the whole thing, and uh, let's get into it, guys. Uh, well, first, before we do, um, remember, the website, todayinspace.net, um, you can catch everything there. Uh, search around, use the menu, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff other than that podcast page, which is what it takes you to, it takes you to the, just where the RSS feed uploads from, if that means anything to you guys. Um, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, working a lot of music, uh, John, who's been on the show before, if, uh, I'm sure any listeners will remember him, he's coming on soon again, and we've been working on a lot of music, number one, the intro that you just heard. Uh, we've been working on that for a little while, kind of just fine-tuning it, finally got it to a place, place where I liked it, and uh, here we are. So I hope you guys like it. Uh, we're doing new, bigger, better things, and uh, let's let's just dive right into this, guys, uh, guys and gals, and let's let's begin. So let's let's start this off by saying, uh, yes, if 
if you've been paying attention, I am from Massachusetts. So I did take a drive down from Massachusetts to uh, Washington, D.C. So yes, some of you are groaning. Uh, you may have made that trip before. I never have. So of course, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, we got to do it once. Got to do it once, right? So, um, you know, I, I've had, I had a few friends who lived in Virginia and in Maryland. So they were doing that drive all the time. So, you know, I had an idea. I had an idea of what it was like. Uh, and, you know, I used to drive three hours a day for work. So it wasn't, you know, I was like, oh, good, good, good. But, you know, I, just the whole thing leading up to it, the fact that, uh, I, let's put it this way, I had a lot of nerves going into this weekend. Um, you know, it was Thursday, we were leaving because we were driving down to make it Thursday night so that I could wake up for Friday morning. So, you know, just, just, just feeling off, you know, and I, of course, I'm, you know, trying to pretend like I'm not nervous, you know, of course, trying to be, 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 the, be the big guy, you know, um, but no, I was, I was nervous, um, you know, this is like pretty big deal, I mean, for me, you know, I, I don't know, I, I definitely think it was as big a deal for everyone else there, but for me, it was very strange because, you know, as an engineer, an aerospace engineer, too, um, this is like, this is just an amazing opportunity. I, I had never, like for the first part of this, I haven't been to DC since I was a senior in high school and I was there, um, I was there for a music competition. It wasn't even for, you know, it wasn't even for, we barely got to see some of the sites. I like walked into the Air and Space Museum just to look inside and then we had to go. Like, that's all the time I had last time I was in D.C. So uh, I was super pumped because we were able to get a private viewing of the, the new exhibits for the planetary side, for New Horizons and Pluto, and for the Mars rovers. So I'm, like, super excited. I, you know, um, but I'm also really, really nervous. I just, you know, with, if I had taken the old route for engineering, right, which would have been applying uh, to someplace like NASA or to APL or something like that. Um, some of the people that I'd be meeting or the, pe the people that I did meet, I would never get to talk to these people on a normal basis. So the fact that I was able to do this and just the fact that I was involved with NASA at all was just like, oh man, like this is so cool. And I, you know, just a New England guy, kind of getting, feeling weirded out, you know, no, it's not from where you are, you know, stupid, stupid stuff like that. But that was where my head was. And I was like, okay, I either need to just give this up, let it go. And if you can't let it go, you got to get through it. You got to figure out what the heck's bothering you. So, you know, so I'm just getting stuff done. Just like, all right, you know, maybe this just make me feel better if I just make a list and, you know, make sure I got everything for this weekend. Because it's also work too. I'm trying to, trying to bring a good show to you guys. So... So I'm driving around and it's it's getting close to when we're gonna go and I'm just I'm just all full of nerves, and then all of a sudden I'm I'm at the stoplight, and this kid walks by, he's he's walking on the crosswalk. Um, I'll paint the picture of what he looked like, but what he looked like doesn't matter as much as his attitude. His attitude was very, you know, he had his earphones on in on whatever, um, walking around, you know, I, you know, mean mugging people in their cars, so you know me, I, I'm just sitting there, 
and I'll, I'll give it to him back. And finally, I look away. I'm like, all right, whatever. So doesn't the little shit hit the walk symbol like all like sly, like you like, you know, slid his arm around and popped the, the thing and then looks back, you know? And I just, I was so, and this is a, this is a Boston thing. This is a Boston thing. I was so happy to just have my middle finger up there waiting for him. I was just like, hey, yeah. And he looked back and then looked right away because he got caught. He got, it's just like, hey, yeah, you little shit. Like, yeah, you were being a little, you were being a dick. And I gave it right back to you. That's that one event as a Bostonian and just having that mentality, that set me up for this weekend. I was so, like, I can't tell you how much that just dissolved my nerves. Like, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. But that's that's the culture I'm from. That's this, this area's culture. It's I'm not going to let your shitty attitude get in the way of what I'm doing. And I needed that. So whether that shitty kid was trying to bust me or, you know, trying to give me a hard time or just trying to be a little hellion, it doesn't really matter. His attitude actually helped me out. So shout out, shout out to the, to the guy. Hey, you know, maybe he's got a bad time. I'm, I'm not saying anything else. He was giving me a shitty attitude and I don't take that. So I fought up for myself and it, it helped me out this whole weekend. If I don't think if that kid hadn't done that or if... I, I think I would have had a harder time this weekend, just kind of with nerves, just kind of be like, you know, just like super excited that I was there and not more focused and trying to uh, take in as much as I could had that kid not been a little shit. So I just, I want to bring that up because it's very important to this weekend. <laughs> very important to this weekend uh, because the rest of this weekend, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but just I can't tell you how much of a great time I had. So let's get into the next part here. So the drive down took nine and a half hours <laughs> to get to D.C. Uh, New York was, of course, a mess. That, and, of course, it took us 95. So we're, we're taking this whole thing down. We're just going through every wrong way. But at the, t- the time we were leaving Thursday at, like, noon, it was, you know, it was whatever. It was that's how long it was going to take. So... Um, now the playlist that we had going, because we were switching off, I had the, the wonderful Sarah with me and, uh, we were trading off like every three hours or so. Um, I took the New York route, uh, cause she, she hasn't, she hasn't gotten her mass hole routes yet. So I figured, all right, if, if I could take my mass hole driving with the New York driving, it should even it out. And it did, it did. <laughs> but the, let's just talk about some of the music let's do, cause for a ride, uh, long ride like that, you got to have some good music. So uh, I was listening to some older Kanye West, you know, Late Registration, Graduation. Of course, I had some Snoop Dogg. His new album, Bush, is pretty good. Um, lots of techno. I had uh, the likes of Chromatic, Jamiroquai, Calvin Harris, Daft Punk, Tiesto, Porter Robinson. Porter Robinson! Uh, also had some oldies. Uh, we had James Brown, uh, the JBs, Blackbirds, Stevie Wonder, some Michael Jackson, just a smattering of music, you know, just to, to get you moving, you know, because you're stuck in a car, it, you know, it, you gotta, gotta keep the spirits up. But, um, we also jumped into, uh, some podcasts, which is really, um, that's how I got into podcasting. I, I was doing three hour drives and, it's not all podcasts because God knows everyone and their grandmother has a podcast. I know that. So 
the only way to have a good one is one that's different and unique and has a personality, like someone who's, you know, what, what loves to do what they do. So anyways, so, you know, I, I listen to, to mainly comedy podcasts. Um, and it's just something about being like engaged in a conversation, somebody else's conversation that you can't get involved in. But when somebody else is having a good time, it's just it it, it just makes the drive a little bit easier. It's kind of like you're you're being friends with these people. It's weird. Don't get me wrong. It's weird, but it works and I it's fun and that's and driving three hours a day from Connecticut to Massachusetts for almost two and a half years. I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I think uh, I think I can do this. I you know I I, I it just having a good conversation with someone, right? I mean, sometimes I, I mean I'm I'm at this weird space now when I'm having a good conversation with someone. I want to pull out the recorder and be like, oh, can we record this? But that's that's my problem. So, <laughs> but you know the conversations when you're just like having a good time. So, uh, we split those up with the music and the podcast. Kind of did a back and forth, and we made the drive. It, it wasn't too bad. Went got to the uh, the Capitol skyline. And uh, could see the Capitol building, but uh, yeah, you know it's being worked on. So there's a bunch of scaffolding around the dome, and it kind of just looked like crap. But uh, it was it was pretty cool, man, to to be in D.C. for the first time in almost seven years. Um, you know, hadn't I, you know I didn't even spend. I, I we did the um, when I went senior year, we we visit all the monuments. You know. So, not that that was bad, just didn't have much time to do anything else. Um, but got back to the hotel room uh, and pretty much, for the most part, passed out. I mean, we, we were done. Uh, and I had to wake up pretty early. So, I had to wake up and be there at 8. So, I have no idea what the traffic is. So, I'm like, all right, let's just, just go to bed. Uh, so, waking up was awful. Uh, <laughs> that was... That was uh, Probably the most difficult part of this weekend was waking up that first day on Friday. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, but luckily, the wonderful Sarah uh, kicked my ass and got me out of bed. So that was great. Um, it wasn't, wasn't falling from my let me sleep for another five minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, coffee is glorious. The nectar of the gods. Uh, the nectar! Um, found a Starbucks uh, by the the Capitol Stadium, so that was pretty cool, um, yeah, I, I got some really, really nice clothes, I was looking really good, I was looking really good, I was really happy about that, uh, got to go to, um, you know, clothes place, I, I hadn't bought new, new dress clothes in a long time, so I was wearing, I guess, because you guys don't know this, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, um, had a, a blue button-up shirt with, a like a blue, like a darker blue paisley tie, which you'd never think would work, but it looked real good. Uh, brand new slacks. Uh, I was rocking my mahogany uh, dress shoes. I was, I was looking fly. Uh, and then I was on my way to the Air and Space Museum. Um, and it was really cool because we got to tour the new exhibits with just the people that were there. So the, the NASA social group that was there, um, you know, had a little bit of time to meet some people, 
um, met a met an engineer, I met an entrepreneur, a photographer. Um, you know, I it's always one of those things where you always wish you had more time, but you just kind of make the best of what you can with it. But the cool thing about it was we were getting these private tours, kind of split into smaller ones, so we could see the whole thing in a good amount of time. And it was just so cool to not have like little kids running around and just you, it was your experience, the group's experience, you know. Uh, and we met Jim Green, the head of a planetary science program for NASA. It was incredible. I, I, I was just shocked that, that he was there, but I was just so excited to talk to the guy. He's so interesting, and we learned a lot. Um, and just the fact that it was just a bunch of space enthusiasts Everyone who there was was really into space. Like, they weren't just touring. And not that there's anything wrong with going on the public time, but to have that private experience, I am so grateful for that. I got tons of pictures. Um, again, Jim Green was awesome. Uh, super, super awesome to talk to. Um, and while we were talking, we kind of... The, the topic came up, you know, why can't we... Um, why can't we just give money... NASA, you know, why can't we just like do like a GoFundMe and give the money to NASA, you know? Um, and the plain and simple reason is it's a government agency and they have to work with the money that they're given in the budget that comes from the taxpayers. You know, you can't, because it's that government agency, allegedly, um, we can't just give money like that. They can't just accept money. That's the problem, you know, is this. <laughs> You know, at like in any other agency, you'd be like, ah, what are you doing? You're getting money from where? Um, no. <laughs> uh, so that was pretty interesting. And, and, you know, and so, of course, knowing me, I was like, well, you know, the Planetary Society just did it with the GoFundMe campaign. Or no, so the Kickstarter, the Kickstarter. Um, you know, and they were going to raise 120 grand, and they ended up raising, uh, at the time, $750,000, you know, and it's pretty cool to, it's so interesting how much you realize, how many different backgrounds people come from, and just in general, especially when it comes to the space program, like, I, I was just happy to have, like, given that people didn't know about that. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I'm glad I'm contributing to this conversation because, of course, like, I'm, I'm just a quarter-century-old kid from Boston. I'm just, like, just, uh, like, excited I'm there, and I'm just ecstatic I can give some kind of information to somebody. Uh, it was pretty cool, you know. Jim Jim knew about uh, the Planetary Society, and, and we talked a little bit about that and just how excited he is in general and everybody about getting to Pluto. You know, and, of course, I asked him, uh, some one of the things I had brought up on the show, whether, uh, you know, is Pluto, is Pluto a planet? Like, you know, why, why do they, you know, do you guys care about the fact that it took so long to even find a name? And he goes, we don't care what they call it. It doesn't matter to us. All we know is it's something that is an extraordinary thing to look at. And we've never looked at it before, you know, and he, and he fully believes that, and I'm paraphrasing, but that we're just going to be shocked you know, that we're going to see some stuff that we did not expect. And I, that just, I was just like, yes, like, this is, <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, and so at the, at the new exhibit for New Horizons, they've got uh, the New Horizons spacecraft, which uh, apparently has a bunch of, ex uh, you know, real payloads on the actual um, 
display model because uh, they had some extra ones, so they figured we might as well put them in. Um, there was also the same device that uh, the person who discovered uh, Pluto used, where it uses these plates. And so you have to have extreme patience because you've got to watch these uh, these stars that are imprinted on these plates and see if anything moves. In, and that's how they found Pluto, <laughs> is, is some dude took the time to like sit there and be patient and diligent and look at the same spot and watch to see if this one star moved against this background of all these further out stars, you know? So because it moved, he's like, okay, well, that's not a star because they're so far out, you wouldn't really see them move. But he saw that Pluto, uh, that dot was actually Pluto. So that's how they found it. Like, how crazy is that? That's how, that's how they used to do it back then. You know, just, just some crazy stuff and, and, and like interesting stuff just learning about it, like the fact that Pluto takes something like 200 and, ah, hold on, let me, let me get the number here. Yeah, here it is. It takes 248 years for the orbit, the orbital period of Pluto. So for how long it takes to go around one time. So like when they launched it, they still didn't, and they, they projected where they were going to put the spacecraft. They still didn't know that that's where it would be. I mean, that's how crazy far out this thing is, is that we don't even know what the real orbit of Pluto looks like. We just have a guess because it takes so long that we've only been looking at it for so long that, that they had to, like, adjust as they were making their way there. Like, how crazy is that? That's how far out this thing is. And, you know, it has... Uh, it has an atmosphere, uh, and an icy surface, not water ice, but, uh, um, other things. I, I believe methane or ethane, um, it, basically, in other words, it's so cold there that other things that are gases for us are, are frozen on the surface. So just craziness of, of being that far out. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, it, it was just, it was just an incredible day of soaking up <laughs> as much as I could. And uh, the Mars rover exhibit was really cool. It was really cool to see uh, like a life-size version of Curiosity. Um, crazy how big that thing is. Like they say it's, a, it's as big as a, um, a Volkswagen Beetle, but it is much taller than that. Like, I don't know maybe like six, eight. Like it was, it was definitely, definitely a, uh, a point guard or a power forward for the NBA kind of thing, you know? Uh, pretty tall, pretty freaking tall. Uh, that was really cool. And just to see all the little, just to, just to stand next to it was just super cool. Um, and I was just, I was just nerding out on the whole experience. It was, it was really amazing. There'll be plenty of pictures up of the whole thing. Um, man. Just, just amazing. Uh, the The rest of the exhibit was pretty cool. We also learned about uh, NASA's eyes, um, which is this game engine run tour you can take through the solar system. And then they've also added this new patch where you can travel to the exoplanets of the other that orbit other stars that we know of. Like crazy stuff. Like the graphics are super cool, and you can. So it's from 1950 to 
2050 is the timeline you can go for. And you could change how fast everything goes. You don't have to like sit around and, and, and see how it happens in real time. You can speed it up. And uh, it's it's really, really quiet. Found it one night late when I was up. <laughs> Just uh, check it out, NASA's website. And it's very, very cool. And they have all these little like tutorials. So on July 14th, when New Horizons gets to Pluto and does its flyby, because again, it's, it's, it's doing a flyby. It's not like stopping. You know, it's going to keep going after it drives through. But the really cool thing is it's going to be taking data while it's there, and it's got 64 gigabytes of memory on board. So it's going to save all that stuff while it's doing it. And then when it's not looking at anything or doing any science, it spins back around, points to Earth, and then transfers that data over, over to Earth. And it takes... Data, which travels at the speed of light in space, right? It takes data from New Horizons, which will be at Pluto, to Earth, basically four and a half hours. So what's going to happen is as it's flying through Pluto, as soon as it, the Pluto, between Pluto and uh, Charon, or Charon, I heard a bunch of different ways to say that this weekend. But uh, as soon as it goes through that, it's going to send something back. Right? It's going to say, hey, I'm here. It's going to take four and a half hours to get to Earth. Then we're going to get it. And we're going to say, cool, cool, cool. Download, download. <laughs> send, send us back the stuff. Um, but that's going to take four and a half hours. So there's like this nine hour uh, window where it's kind of, it's going to be chilling. You know, um, there's like this, it's just that's how long it takes the data to transfer. So. Um, and it'll send that back as soon as it's cleared and it and everything's okay. So now there there are some things that could happen, you know. Um, the the moons there, the five that we know of, are constantly uh, in like a crazy crazy orbit, and you know they're saying that there's probably going to be rings there. So that's just crazy in itself. Like Pluto's may have one ring, may have more than one. We don't know. You know, and it's, there is a chance that something could happen, you know? I mean, of course, this is space. It, it, it ain't easy. So as long as everything goes well, we'll hear back. But even if at that four and a half hour we don't hear back, it doesn't necessarily mean something's wrong. It just means maybe something hit it and it, it moved it a little bit. So now it doesn't know where the earth is and it's going to find it again. So, you know, if, if it does not, Right away, come back. There are other things that could have happened, but it takes four and a half hours for data to transfer back and forth. And so, get this: not only that, but so it's got it's going to store sixty four. It has the ability to store sixty four gigs right on board, but it can only transfer at one kilobyte. <laughs> so that's going to take a really really long time. I think the number of people were throwing around was like nine months just to get and process all the data. And then God knows how much longer to actually figure out what it means, you know? So just the fact that Pluto's flying by and all that stuff doesn't necessarily mean that we're, what is it? Uh, I totally lost what I was talking about. Anyone remember? <laughs> I got so excited I forgot. 
let's see. Okay, I remember now, I remember. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that just because the spacecraft's not doing anything or because there's downtime does not mean there's downtime down here on Earth. It is going to be all hands on deck. And in probably the next episode, we'll, we'll really dive into what I learned, what we all learned at APL, uh, the Center for New Horizons. Um, there is a lot of stuff going on, guys. Like, even I was like, whoa. Like, I did not think, you know, you just, you don't know. You don't know how much is involved until you, you really dive in and you learn from the people that, that are actually working on it. All right, so let's take a break in the middle here and talk about some space news updates that you may have missed since the last time an episode came out. So, uh, number one, uh, right off the bat, SpaceX uh, got the contract to launch military crafts, which is huge because previous to this, the ULA, the United Launch Alliance, pretty much had a monopoly on it, and that's why SpaceX uh, went and disputed the case that they had a monopoly on the entire thing so that they now really have won. I mean, they they argued for the case and they have won um, the ability to send military craft. So that's a huge win for SpaceX. Um, you know, I, being an, a, an outsider, I don't know if the ULA, I mean, they pretty much had a big hold on it. So now, you know, I mean, it's not a huge loss for them. It just means that SpaceX is now able to, to be chosen for uh, military launches, you know, and crafts. So um, may, may the best man win. I mean, that's competition, right? Next, uh, Boeing got a purchase order for crewed mission by NASA for 2017. So it is official. Money <laughs> is being assigned, and Boeing will be launching, um, I believe, aboard the Orion, uh, and they will be sending a mission to the ISS in 2017. So that's that's the date where we're launching humans again from American soil. is slated right now for 2017. So let's wish Boeing good luck. And this commercial crew program is now off to a great start. Also, SpaceX uh, was awarded $30 million uh, for the commercial crew program from NASA because of their successful abort test of the Dragon capsule that you guys might have seen. If not, uh, definitely definitely look it up. It's very cool. went 0 to 100 in like 1.2 or 1.4 seconds, which is crazy. Uh, super, super fast, but the whole reason is that it can safely get our astronauts away in case a rocket doesn't work. So more safety, more abilities for us to send people into space. So, woohoo! And finally, the last episode we talked, LightSail wasn't doing so good. And they lost communication, and it, you know, this this mission has kind of always had its issues, but it came back online. You know, the joke was that it's a, you know, it's a little shy, you know, it's a little, it doesn't really want to talk, but eventually it comes out. And, you know, they also, after that it happens, they had issues with deploying the sails. It was a glitch, so they're just like, oh, man. But they officially have started to release those sales. And now, you know, the whole process, it's you know, multiple stages that it comes out fully. But they have actually done it. LightSail has done it. Um, and they're, they're on the next part of this mission. It's really tested. They got the first image from 
the CubeSat of the sails and the sun in the background. I mean, it's it's amazing, guys. I mean, this is democratizing space and doing something that's an age-old thing that just the technology never really got there. You know, always had its issues, and they even this mission had its issues, but they strive forward, and, and they've done a great job so far. So uh, looking forward to, to more updates from the Planetary Society, LightSail, and good old Bill Nye the Science Guy. And also, as of today, June 11th, I believe, Expedition 43, uh, Antov, Skopril, oh, I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to just destroy your name. I really apologize, sir. Um, you don't deserve my awful, awful pronunciation of your name. But Astro Anton on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Sam Christopheretti and Terry Verts came back today. Uh, this morning, um, at least Eastern Time, in Kazakhstan, landed uh, with the soft landing rockets uh, on the Soyuz, upright, and uh, they all looked great. They looked um, healthy, they looked happy, um, and probably just relieved, <laughs> you know, their, their long mission of 199 days in space, you know, they're done. Uh, Samantha Christopheretti of the European Space Agency, uh, she broke the women's record for uh, length in space. Um, the previous record was, I believe, 194 days and some change, and, and she was up there for 199. So um, congratulations to her. Um, I've had a great time following her and listening to her broadcasts and her, her pictures from space. Um, also, Terry Vertz, uh, I followed him. He had a lot of great, great pictures from the ISS. Um, just so glad that they're all back and that uh, that they they were able to do all of that science, all of that hard work that they of just being an astronaut, but then also communicating it back to us, which I think is is maybe more important. Um, the science is definitely important, but I think the the communication side is. I mean, listen, if if we can't understand what someone's telling us, then it just goes in one ear and out the other, right? So the fact that pictures are huge. People love pictures. I mean, I see it with <laughs> the post online all the time. When there's a picture, people like it more. It's just easier to convey, and you can get mad about it or not, but that's just the reality of it. And, and, and Terry Verts and Sam Christopheretti, they did a fantastic job of communicating. And just welcome, welcome home, everybody. All right, so at this point, uh, I think we're going to end it. We'll keep this supplemental episode short. Uh, I would be lying if I didn't tell you I already recorded some other stuff, but uh, I think I just tried to do too much with this episode. Really want to just keep it short and simple and kind of just set you guys up for next Thursday's episode for uh, Today in Space. Uh, thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Um Remember, check us out on todayinspace.net and uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on your Android device. It helps with our numbers. Uh, The Facebook page has reached over, let's check the number real quick, over 1,300 people this week, guys. That's, That's crazy. That's just, 
nuts. I'm just excited to get the word out. And the fact that we got numbers like that is crazy. But, I mean, we had a lot of exciting stuff this week. And next week we'll have even more. Um, next week's episode will be a lot of information. And at the same time, we'll also release uh, all the photos from uh, the trip. It just it takes so long to... <laughs> To just get this up to the the quality it needs to be, guys. Uh, I'm sorry if it's taken a while. Believe me, um, I am uh, I'm a little bummed out. I couldn't get more to you guys this week, but just not enough time this week, and uh, it's been a rough week too. So since I've been back, so um, trying to balance too much. But we'll keep this episode uh, nice and simple and, and give you the full thing next week. I, uh, I've got so much. I've got broadcast audio from um, the, the the NASA social event that was broadcast on YouTube. It's on YouTube now, so you can catch that. Um, your boy had two questions that he got to ask, which was awesome. I'll have those, the responses. Um, I'll give you kind of like the... The quick, um, the you know the flyby version <laughs> of of the uh, the broadcast. I also have a really cool interview with one of the scientists involved with the New Horizons mission. Um, we'll have that in there too, and just the whole experience at APL and and just so much Pluto stuff, I, you may not be able to handle it. Let's, let's, I can't handle it. It's taken me an extra week to do it. So, <laughs> um, you know, I'll have, I'll have that up. I'll have the, the whole gallery from this weekend. Um, part of the reason it's taken so long is I got to have little blurbs for each thing so you guys know what it is. Um, that's taking a while. Um, and we've also got like I said before, tons of music coming out. Um, just, again, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who listened and, and gave me this opportunity. I mean, in part, I wouldn't have been able to do this without the people that listen to the show, that follow online. So, once again, thank you guys for, for helping me get to where I am right now. So, uh, we're not done. We are not done. We've only just begun so many things this summer and this is just the beginning so just wanted to say thank you we'll be back next thursday by 8 p.m thursday night we'll be ready for you friday morning to drive in or drive back again thank you for listening and have a great week we'll be back next thursday with another episode of today in space bye